Hello and welcome to the Illinois Association of Park Districts Parkcast. I'm Wayne Netterback, Director of Communications and Digital Content, and today I'm joined by Raquel Garcia Alvarez, Stewardship Program Coordinator for the Forest Preserves of Cook County, to talk a little bit about diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes every day to join me, Raquel. Oh, it's good to be here, Wayne. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, first, I was wondering if you could just tell me a little bit about the Forest Preserves of Cook County in general for maybe somebody who, who might not be familiar with uh, your organization. Sure. Um, so the Forest Preserves of Cook County, we are the largest and oldest forest preserve district in the nation. Uh, we also are the most biologically diverse and culturally diverse um, county in the state of Illinois. And that is one of the reasons why um, racial equity, diversity, and inclusion um, are important to us because as we invest in improving the biodiversity of our 70,000 acres that we have throughout the county, we also recognize that it's important for us to invest, um, invest in that cultural diversity as well. Now, that was actually going to be my first question, was just starting the discussion by getting a basic overview of what of what those initiatives mean to your agency. Uh, obviously, you said uh, incredibly diverse population there, but uh, how important of a role is are these initiatives in, in helping serve your community? So with the Forest Preserves of Cook County, you know, we are the most culturally diverse county in the state and, you know, Having culturally relevant programming has always been important to us, but in 2018, there was a hate crime that happened in one of our forest preserve sites, and the um, incident was recorded and it went viral. You know, and while it was a really unfortunate incident for us, it really brought to the forefront what our um, people of color were saying that they didn't feel welcome in a lot of natural areas or green spaces. So it made the forest preserves really prioritize the racial equity, diversity, and inclusion. You know, so again, even though that was a very ugly incident that involved um, this young Puerto Rican woman who was being berated by this drunker, drunken older white man who was telling her that it was disrespectful for her to wear Puerto Rican shirts. And, you know, as we know, Puerto Rico is part of the US. Um, and she had a picnic permit and everything, like she was being um, well-spoken and, and kind. Um, it, it was an unfortunate incident and it was made worse because one of our police officers was there and, and didn't step in, you know? So it just felt um, once that happened and once it went viral, the forest preserves really needed to evaluate were we being welcoming to all? Because we would say, you know, the forest preserves is for everyone, but not everyone feels welcome. Now, can you run me maybe through some of the things that you've been able to accomplish when it comes to ready? Like, what are some of the, the things that you've been able to bring to the table that have been that kind of come to fruition? You know, one of the one of our initiatives, because people feel more welcome when they see that a staff number that reflects their diversity. So one of the key things that we did was work with our human resources to modify our hiring panel. Um, so that way our hiring panel um, was representative. Um, so that way um, it wasn't all white males on a hiring panel 
because it, it can be a little intimidating when you have three panelists and if they're the same gender. Um, so that is one change that we've made. Um, and then we also evaluated how we got the word out through our um, brochures. Um, you know, so we have these quarterly brochures that would go out to various organizations. And when we applied a ready lens to it, we realized that we probably weren't hitting um, many of the organizations that we thought we were. And, um, and we prioritized um, those organizations within economically disconnected areas. Um, so those were just kind of two changes that we've done to operationalize ready within the forest preserves. Now, I know you mentioned that, you know, working on making sure that there's racial equity, making sure there's diversity and inclusion, these are things that are always taking place. Uh, but I feel like I've, I've heard more, you know, DEI just in general being mentioned more and more being discussed more and more. Uh, how important do you think it is for, for those topics to start being put on the forefront now? You know, I think it, it is very important because one, we have to, one thing that people have asked us to do is to acknowledge the history and how systemic racism has played a role. And we, as a large agency, you know, as I mentioned, we're the largest and oldest forest preserve district in the nation. You know, we have benefited or direct or have played a role directly in that. And, and I think that's a huge step because even when we were acknowledging that we are part of this system, you know, other nature organizations or our colleagues are saying, we don't need to do that. And it's like, we do, we do. If we are to move forward and heal, we need to first acknowledge that step. So I think it's important that we recognize the history because, you know, um, the Forest Preserves has a rich history of civic leaders starting it, but it also was, we have a history of where there was segregation here, right? So. Now, that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, there are things that can be considered roadblocks or obstacles to, to making, you know, DEI initiatives, not just a talking point, but reality. Uh, what do you feel are some of those obstacles? What do you think are some of the challenges that an, an organization or agency might face when, when trying to move forward with, uh, with you know, progressing? Yeah, you know, in some of the trainings that I've been doing, I preface the training with saying, you may feel really uncomfortable or experience a lot of discomfort, but there's a lot of growth within that discomfort. So if, so if you do feel uncomfortable, just, um, sit with it and breathe and know that what we're teaching is not a personal attack. It's more about, we're talking about systems. And we have to recognize that these systems exist in order for us to improve and make things better. Because at the end, we want to make everything better for everyone. And I think once people start sitting within that discomfort and realizing like, okay, we're we're making things better, then it, it becomes a little bit more um, digestible for them. And then you can start having those conversations of like, you know, how do we make our workplace better? You know, how do we become more inclusive? And, um, and wouldn't that be nice that our workplace had a culture of belonging and you felt 
really good about showing up for work. Now, uh, one of the things I found really interesting uh, that you mentioned is it's not just, you know, having this this equity and this inclusion in in your community in general, but it's also in the workplace. Do you feel like it's when, when an organization is trying to tackle this, when they're trying to move forward with this, they have to think about both of those, those elements, both you know, employment-wise and the public sector? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it goes hand in hand because we at the Forest Preserves, we're public servants, right? And one of the requirements for us is that we need to live within the county. So we are both the residents and the, the workers as well. And, um, and we also have families that may live in the county and, and benefit from the forest preserve. So I do think those two things go hand in hand, where if um, employees feel better about where they work at, then they will also be the largest advocates for the forest preserve. So bringing other people out and wanting to try different things. You know, um, I myself, We'll talk to a lot of Latino communities because, um, you know, those are um, my people like my, at families when I'm talking about like, oh, how is work? And, you know, um, and I'll invite people to come out to do stewardship or kayaking with me. So I am one of the biggest advocates for the forest preserves in my mind. I was going to ask, uh, you know, how do you how do you engage the community? How do you you know reach out and 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 bring people in who maybe feel like they don't have a place? Mm -hmm. You know, it it can be challenging because not um, the forest preserves. Some of them are very accessible, where it's across the street, and then others, you know, people have to get in their car or take public transportation, and it may take them a while. So you kind of have to describe what it is that you can do there. And usually invitations work really well when it's a group, you know, um, like um, inviting families out to participate in an event or working with a local organization that can bring them out because, um, and, and them experiencing the forest preserves um, is really helpful. And, um, you know, a few years ago, we won an Emmy for um, a documentary that was made about the forest preserves. Like it's called Chicago's Truth Nature. And there's like a 30 second trailer. And we showed that and people are like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that I could go fishing or kayaking or do these things. Um, and it's right here within my backyard or it's a mile away from the mall that I go to. So that also helps too of just letting people know, hey, if you're going to Brookfield Zoo, which is also on forest preserve land, you know, right across the street are forest preserves where you can ride your bike. I imagine having those kinds of experiences helps build a really strong foundation for kind of getting people out there, getting people to engage with the things that are being offered in your uh, your forest preserves. And not only that, but I imagine that it then builds this, you know, in, within families, within within different generations, kind of this idea that this is this is ours too. Yeah, yes, yes. Because, you know, I, I believe that um, culture and nature are one in the same where our nature influences culture. And a lot of people have those connections to nature, but they probably don't know where is the open space close to them where they can do these activities. Because for instance, my family is from Mexico and 
you know, we live in the mountain region. So if you wanted to go hiking, you just walked outside and, and, and there was the mountain. And here you, like I said, have to get in your car and, and drive a little bit in order to go for a hike. Now, I wanted to ask you one more question. I appreciate yes. taking time out of your day to, to speak with yes. you, but uh, for, for someone who's leading an agency who might wanna start placing a focus on these initiatives to, to have more diversity, to have more equity and inclusion, uh, what's the best way for them to get started? Because I know there may be some folks who say, I don't even know how to like begin the process. What would you suggest to them? You know, that's a very good question. And I think it's it's important to evaluate the work that we're doing. And, and, and it kind of goes again of asking ourselves some different questions are, of, are we serving all the residents, you know, or are we serving our, our demographic area? Because I think people will be surprised at um, how diverse maybe their county is, um, you know, and, and I say that because with some of the trainings that I've done, I've had to also educate people like, well, the demographics of Cook County have changed. You know, it's now, you know, 20, 25% Latino and, and um, things are shifting. And not only must we prepare for what's currently happening, but also for future. So, so, I, so I would just say like, what, what programming are you offering? Um, and, and then evaluating, are, are you reaching the audience that you like to reach? All right, well, Raquel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to just sit and talk with me a little bit about these initiatives. Uh, it's always great to hear about fantastic work being done, finding ways to serve everyone in the community. And I, and I appreciate you just giving us a little bit of the insights that the uh, Forest Preserves of Cook County are doing to address these things. So thank you so much, Raquel, for taking time out of your day. Oh, you're welcome. And, and I do also wanna leave with, um, there is one tool that I like using. Um, it's the racial equity tool by um, Portland Parks and Recreation. And um, and I really like that tool because they, they list it on a way that it's similar to the scientific method, you know? so we as scientists or natural area practitioners um, are used to you know, the scientific method. So it makes it a, a little bit more um, applicable to the work that we could be doing because sometimes people will ask like, well, so what is the ready lens? And it's like, it's not my special glasses or anything. It's you know this tool that you can apply to your work. All right, well, uh, is, that, is that something someone can access online or? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, then yeah. we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely put a link in the uh, description of the video then, so anybody who's okay. curious about that can check that out. Okay, great, and, and I'll send it to you via email, so. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Raquel. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day. Thank you.